there. Yeah, that's strange. Welcome back to License to View, a podcast on the internet, two best friends get together to talk about pop culture news. Hmm. I'm Jason, that's Zach. Zach, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Busy, busy week. Yeah. A lot of stuff happening, reading, watching, playing, all the three trident spikes of this of pop culture world. Yes. Of consumption. I'll tell you right now, man, I am tired. Uh, yeah, I'm tired too. I'm tired, and I, um, I was up late, late last night playing uh, Shushima. I was going to, but I couldn't. Something was jacked in my context, so I just I went to bed early, and I got up at like 5 o'clock this morning and then just started playing, like yeah. just as soon as I got up. Because I just needed, I, I don't know. My sleep schedule's already been jacked up because they got me back to doing the two days in the morning, and then I did the noon three days this week, so... I went from waking up, going to bed at like 4 p.m. two days, all last week to two days, and then I went to like a regular. It's all fucked up. So it's like my sleep schedule has been like totally jacked. Like Wednesday night, I like I couldn't even fall asleep for longer than an hour. So it's just like I've been like tired all week. Right. But well, with that being said, what have yes. you been checking out this week, if anything? Mm. Lot lots of big stuff. I mean, we're gonna get to. I think. We did a couple of the same things, so I'll start with what I know was different, which was, uh, the first thing I did was I watched, um, a documentary. You might have already seen it. I think you might, I think we might have talked about it before, but I'd never watched it, and, uh, I don't know, it just sparked my interest at some point, but I watched, uh, the Counterpunch documentary on, um, Boxing World, circa, like, 2016, 2017, around then. Um, it was good. I liked the three storylines the way that they told it i mean the director's obviously passionate about it being an amateur boxer himself um i like the personalities that he chose seeing the different sides of uh the boxing world from the professional side to the wannabe professional to the amateur side with uh all these characters that i think all really showed their own unique perspectives in the boxing world um i mean i've never been a huge boxing guy outside of like boxing movies so to see like the actual like you know, how the sausage is made as far as, like, in the boxing industry goes. Especially with, like, the thing that was most eye-opening to me was, like, I mean, you kind of figure, like, how professional boxing works because, like, that's what you always see in the movies. But, like, seeing the stuff specifically with, like, Cam Awesome and, like, his journey from, like, trying to go to the Olympics and, like, how fucking shitty those guys' lives are when they're just trying to do, like, the, you know, they're just trying to do the actual, like, competition of it. Like, they're not in it for the money. They're really just in it for, like, the sport in and of itself. And seeing, like... You know, what he had to go through and all his struggles and, like, the money problems that go with it and the fact that there's, like, there's no money in amateur boxing. Like, if you want to make any money at all, you have to go pro. So, that was yep. probably the most interesting part. I, um, I'm a big uh, boxing fan mm-hmm. um, in the most casual sense. As yeah. in, like, I, um, I watch a lot of fights um, mm-hmm. on ESPN+, Plus on the zone or whatever i um watch a lot of a lot of matches and i've seen a lot of big matches but mm-hmm. i don't know enough about technique all i know about technique yeah. is from epo mm-hmm. that's all i know <laughs> like you know like yeah everything i know about boxing i know from hajimino epo 
pretty well, that much. Was the thing, that was like the one thing I saw, I know from that and from like, just like boxing movies in general, which is just like, I saw the one guy do the Dempsey roll and I was like, oh, I know what the Dempsey roll is. That's all I got. That's, but then that's even, I, I remember like, even like, cause I, I watched Epo, I read Epo before I even watched real, like real boxing. I mean, I would see the, the Pacquiao fights right. because, I'm, because I'm Filipino and it's mandatory. But like, <laughs> I remember like seeing like Dempsey roll and like Epo and then watching the real life Dempsey roll. I'm like, hey, I it ain't the it's same. Not, not the same. It's not even close to being the same, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I haven't seen that documentary. I know it exists. I saw it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but I never it's watched it. It's definitely dated for sure. Because I mean, I mean, all documentaries usually are dated. You know, a couple years after they came out, and I'm pretty sure it came out in like probably 2017. Because I think a lot of the competitions and stuff they're just talking about, and especially. I mean, Cam's story dates it the most because, like, his is the journey to the Olympics, and it's, like, heading into the 2016 Olympics. So it might actually come out in, like, 2016, I guess. Right. Would have made more sense. Yeah, because it's, like, must have been shot in, like, I think at one point he said he shot it over two years, which would make sense, following three different people's storylines. Um, Do you have two any years desire out, right? to go watch boxing, though? Uh, I don't know. Like I mean, when you always... when you watch sports documentaries, does it not give you and you, does it not give you the fire to go watch the sport? Um, sometimes it does. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what the sport is, honestly. Um, I mean, boxing it definitely gives me more of an inch to like try to go watch like a, boxing matches and stuff like that. But I know the thing that's going to steer me clear of that is just like the prices with that. Like even pay per views are like. I mean, the big ones are like you know a hundred bucks you know, to watch for the night. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Cause there's other documentaries that I watch of sports and there's stuff like, I mean, I could watch a basketball documentary and it has no, it gives me no desire to watch basketball just cause I don't find basketball an interesting sport to watch. I like the mm -hmm. stories and the characters, obviously. Like, I mean, I still need to watch Michael, the Michael Jordan doc. Um, oh, cause definitely. I really, yeah, I just don't have ESPN plus. So I'm gonna, I have to figure out how the fuck I'm going to watch it. But, um, just get ESPN plus it's $5 a month. I already got so much other shit though. It's five dollars. Uh, you know, like I, um, I mean, I use again. This is more sports talk from last week, but like, mm -hmm. if you want, you have ESPN Plus, you can watch UFC fight nights. Mm -hmm. You have to pay the the watch the pay per views, obviously, but right. they have they have boxing, they have top ranked mm -hmm. boxing, they have a lot of other big boxing matches from the past. They have all the thirty for thirties, obviously. They have Lance, mm -hmm. they got Jordan, they got Dwayne Wade, they got all the fucking things that you want to watch 30 for 30 mm -hmm. so there's a lot of stuff on there you know and as a fan of sports but also sports stories mm -hmm. it's like the five bucks a month was worth it you know okay so i didn't like they and they, they drop these things a lot like you no know, i didn't know lance was already out i forgot that yeah I that was already out well i knew that i think because i think bruce Lee came out right after the Jordan stuff was done, and then mm -hmm. I knew that like mm -hmm. Brett Lance was like pretty soon after that. Like I think Lance aired in like May. It was May. Yeah, you know, like it's been out, and that was that was only two parts. Also, I think yeah, so. it's only two parts, and uh, Bruce Lee, like so Bruce Lee's one part, but I, I didn't know that it, Lance was already out. I thought that it was coming out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I started. I'm halfway through the first episode of Lance. I know that there it's two parts, but I, I somebody was talking. I think one of my anchors was talking, and he said they're like they're longer episodes. They're like they're like an hour and a half, hour forty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like two hours. I thought he said three hours, but I was like, that's way too much. That can't be true. 
No, I think, yeah. it's, like, I think it's like 145 maybe yeah. per, per episode. So three hours total, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Last Dance is way longer. Yeah. Ten um, hours. Strange. But also, like, there's more. I would rather watch 10 hours of Michael Jordan than 10 hours of a dick bicycle, bicycle rider. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't know that he was such a dick. Is he? I didn't he's know that. He's a dick, dude. Like, he's such I a dick. I just always knew from the fucking Livestrong shit. He's such a douchebag. At least from the 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 mm. beginning. Again, I'm not, I don't know the man, obviously. But, like, right. he's very cocky. And the very mm. beginning of the documentary, they're, they're talking to people about him. Mm-hmm. who know him and then the one this one person says like to the equivalent of like don't worry he'll sway you to to make you you know to aim the direction of this documentary this way but don't let him do that cuz like that's mm-hmm. kind of he's good at talking and interacting with people so he'll mm-hmm. he'll like try to say all this stuff to help sway the focus mm-hmm. maybe away from all the steroids used or whatever mm-hmm. or whatever it is but yeah, and I, I got that vibe very, very fast from watching from him talking on camera. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It's cool though. I mean, like, especially with someone being such a famous athlete to like, yeah, you know, it's weird because I feel like he's one of those people that's like a famous athlete, but like even when he was famous, like people really didn't know much about him. Like they knew who he was and they knew that he was a cyclist, but I feel like nobody really like knew anything about Lance Armstrong, like, as a person. Well, the big thing for me was, like, I didn't know he was doing triathlons when he was 16. See, I didn't know that either. Like, he, was, like, he was, like, Tour de France. a lot of these guys knew him because when he was 16, he was already crushing them, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought he, like, just was a bike guy and then started doing bike stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen Counterpunch, um, mm-hmm. but the one you should watch is Fastball. Fastball. Is that... What's that on? Uh, it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix anymore, but it's about about the creation and the evolution of the fastball and baseball. Okay. And Interesting. Really, really I'll try good. to look that one up. It's really see if good. See I can find that one. Okay. I think you'd like it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Now I'll try to look that one up then, see if I can find anything about that. Uh, the other thing that I watched before we started getting into the, the similar territory was uh, I watched The Old Guard, the new oh, Charlie's yeah, yeah. Their Own movie. Um, it's fine. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's typical action movie. Um, I like the concept behind it of the fact that they're like, you know, immortal beings that like can't die. Um, and then they basically are like, you know, fucking like zombie mercenaries almost. Um, that's pretty dope. Uh, the action choreography for the action was really, really solid. I liked it a lot. Um, not a lot of choppy uh, editing. There's a lot of wide angle um, action. You can tell that, like, I don't know. I haven't watched too many of her other action movies. Like, I haven't seen Atomic Blonde, but I mean, there's. They definitely, like, gave her and, you know, the other actors room to, like, do their shit and, like, yeah. you know, not trying to, like, obscure and hide stuff, which I appreciate a lot when it comes to an action movie. Um, so, yeah, I, I watched that. It was fun. Fun little ride. I thought about watching it, but ultimately I came to the conclusion that I just I just don't care enough. <laughs> it, it didn't look I didn't have it didn't look good or bad. I didn't I didn't like you know. I see, I didn't see trailers see, on it. See, I didn't even see any trailer on it. I'd seen like a couple of clips here and there from like YouTube or just like from Netflix. But like the only thing that I really saw was that like she was in it 
I saw that they used melee weapons, which they don't use enough, which was disappointing. Like, she has that fucking sick-looking axe, and she, like, barely uses it. Um, which was the most probably disappointing part. Um, I mean, it's a part of the... There's the, the point where, I mean, they're all super old. Like, she's from, like, fucking pre-like Genghis Khan time, and then you've got two of the other guys who are, like, fucking crusaders. And then the other guy was, like, from the... He was, like... I think he was like French Revolution or something like that. Um, and so like, you know, the her and the two crusaders have like actual like swords and axes and shit that they like wield around and they like barely ever use them. It was super disappointing. That was the most disappointing part. I thought there was going to be more like, I mean, if you're going to show like the axe and the title card, I thought there was going to be more actual like physical right, action right. to it. But it was a lot, it was a lot more gunplay, um, which I mean, I get with, you, you know, they introduced the new girl to kind of, you know, expedition jump to explain the world and, you know, move the plot along. Um, and, you know, she's just a Marine, so obviously there's a lot more gunplay with her, but I don't know. Overall, I just kind of wanted more physical action than gunplay action, but... Well, it's also just easier to teach actors. Yeah, that's true. You know, just like point it in direction and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah. We don't have to worry about, you know, like Chris Hemsworth, you know, seven minute fight scene or whatever the fuck from yeah. um what was it called extraction, extraction. yeah you know they're, they're not gonna put the, Charlize Theron through John Wick training no no they'll not. give her a crash course she probably wouldn't want to do John Wick training so well even if she wanted to I mean like I don't think she's good enough athletically to do it you know yeah if, even uh, in the fight scenes of Atomic Blonde like they it's a cool movie that just were kind of boring mm-hmm. you know interesting yeah, I haven't watched that one yet, but... And it goes back to the same thing with John Wick, where Keanu Reeves is a tall guy, he's an old guy. Mm-hmm. So if he did anything other than judo, it would look really bad. But could yeah. but judo is, like, slow enough and deliberate enough to throw people that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted to have John Wick be, like, a, like, a, like an ongbok, yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not believable, because John Wick moves very, like... Yeah. Slow, like they're trying to show power, you know. You couldn't have him be like a Tony Jaa. You couldn't have him be Tony Jaa throwing knees. It would be like, okay, Keanu, you're you're 56 years old or whatever the hell you are. You ain't throwing knees, buddy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I I might watch it. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, overall, it was a fun action movie, fun little joint. Um, I didn't really have any too... I didn't have any major complaints about it. I was just overall just wanted to see a little bit more of the, you know, stuff that I like. But, I mean, for what it was, it was an enjoyable little action movie. Cool. Uh, not too long either. I think it was under two hours. So There's definitely you know. going to be a sequel, right? Uh, I mean, they set up for one. But, I mean, honestly, I don't – I'm not itching for one. And I don't – I don't know how big it is. Um, I don't know how many – because I didn't really hear anybody, you know, talking about it. I don't. I didn't see the buzz around it that I saw around like you know extraction or anything like that. Um, I think it's been streaming a lot. Has it? Interesting. I feel like I, feel okay. like I saw a couple articles about how it was some top streaming. I don't know for sure, but I thought, I thought I saw that. Okay. Hmm. Well, I mean, if they got one, then you know, I mean, I could totally see them going back into that world and yeah, I mean, they set one up pretty deliberately, so. Um, you, you, know, really do I wouldn't mind. you can really can like you can flash forward a hundred years, flash back a hundred years. You can do it since they're immortal. You can really technically do it whenever they want, right? Uh, yeah, basically. You know, so. I mean, they kind of set up a deliberate. 
it's kind of weird how deliberately they set up like an actual timeline when it goes into like the next thing because the way the whole thing ends is that you know one of the guys basically ends up being exiled from the group for a hundred years because they can't have any other way to punish him except to they're just like you know you have to be by yourself because something about time and how it makes you super lonely when you're immortal and all the blah 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 but they say he has to be alone by himself for a hundred years and then they'll come meet him back up and you know he can join the group again and there's another teaser at the end of that where it's like oh in the hundred years you know shit's about to go down so um there you go yeah but um but yeah, so that was not too bad. Uh, and probably the last thing before we start getting into the similar stuff was uh, I finished book two of Dresden. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, full yeah. moon. Full moon. Um, I I don't think I liked it as much as the first book. Absolutely. Um, I still like Dresden. I like where his character is going. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... I think I hated it at some point. I mean, it kind of like wrapped it all up in the end, but like halfway through the book, uh, I started to hate Murph for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she was being like she's, super because she's super not, pick- she's point. not a believer yet. Well, it's not even that she's not a believer. It's just that like she doesn't. She's very I mean, self righteous. I, I get I get why she doesn't trust Harry, but like. Yeah. Her complete lack of trust in Harry at all, the like, mm-hmm. especially when it gets to the point where it's like the the werewolf stuff happens and there's a, a tenuous connection to fucking Harry, and then all of a sudden she's like, "All right, I'm fucking arresting you. You obviously mm-hmm. murdered these people. Fuck you. You're going to jail." And he's like, "What the fuck?" And then he she fucking shot him in the end. She didn't really shoot him, but I mean, at that point, I was like, "Yeah, she totally fucking shot him." Like, yeah. I was with Dresden, and then she's like, "I can't believe you thought I shot you." And I was like, "I thought you fucking shot him." Like, the way you've That's, been acting for hey. the past four hundred pages, like, how the fuck would you not think that he? So, that so while well, you, is that not good writing from Jim Butcher? <sighs> it's to I don't like know. to like, I mean, like think about it, right? Like. I, again, that, to me, that's the weakest book of the whole series. I think a lot of people who like Dresden would, would agree that that full moon is the weakest of the entire lineup. I like the concept behind it. I like the werewolf stuff. I like the the wolf pelts, the hex and wolf. I like, I mean, I like where he's going with a lot of the characters, especially with Dresden, and I like the setting up, especially with the demon where he talk, he's setting up the stuff with his parents and the backstory and all that, and I like that he definitely has a plan for that, of how he's going to mm-hmm. dig into that further later on um i liked the stuff between i especially liked i mean she was kind of like a she was a character but she was kind of a non-character in the first book but i kind of like where he's taking susan and where Mm -hmm. he's going with that her relationship with harry and digging her deeper into this world of the supernatural and her being you know basically the national Enquirer reporter right um digging deeper into that world um i find really really interesting um, I don't know how, I think the, the biggest if marks for me was, I mean, he, I can tell he tried to wrap it up in the end, but I still don't, I still didn't like his writing for Murph the, for the entire book. And I still don't know what the fuck he's trying to do with Johnny McCrone. Like, I have no idea what the fuck any of that shit is. I don't mm-hmm. with the fact that he can like stare into Harry's soul and like, for some reason, he's the only one that's like not phased by the what all whatever sort of dark shit harry has in his fucking eyes that like made denton fucking do a double take a fucking hexen wolf well, it's, because like they, it's, because, it's because they soul gazed yeah 
No, but I mean, everybody else in Soul Gaze is Harry, like, fucking has, a, like, a, a an intense reaction to, like, whatever is in his soul. And oh, it's, 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 it's only soul. because, from my, from my interpretation of that, from when I read that book, was that, well, Harry has a really hard life. Mm-hmm. So if people re- will turn away from that because of what has happened in his life, mm-hmm. well, that makes you think, okay, well, what has Marcone done? That's fair. You know, yeah. I mean, like what ha- he also had clearly has had to have some shit for him to like yeah. still look at Harry in the eyes and be like, what? But also, it's the kind of yeah. character that he is. He's supposed to be a tough mafia mafioso kind of character. Um, yeah, and they build him up as well. So don't like everyone that you question or have thoughts on now. Mm-hmm. If they don't die, they get built up in different levels. Different I thought ways. half of them were going to die in this fucking book. Like, I thought for sure that Johnny Macron was going to fucking die. I was like, all right, well, this is a nice two little book arc for you, but like, there's, I think it's there funny will be some that other you gangster. pronounce it that way. How do I don't even remember how it's spelled? Because it's it's M A R C O N E. I I don't know why, but I've read it as M A C R. C R O N E. I and I don't know how it's pronounced because I never heard, have heard anyone say it. I always, I, literally, when I'm reading the books and he comes up, I mm-hmm. will I will go Marcone or Marconi. I will pronounce it either way in my mind. I don't, okay. I don't know what's the right way. I've never heard anyone say it. I've never heard uh, Butcher say it. So I just go either way. Interesting. Uh, okay. Or is it or is it Marchone? Like I don't know. Oh, it could be. I feel like it's leaning more towards the the Italian. So yeah, I feel like Marconi right. is probably better, more suited for it. But, but um, yeah, Full Moon is definitely the weakest of the books. Um, and then yeah. I, that's why that's why I keep saying to you. That's why Butcher says to start at book three. But I really think that one and two give you a good character. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I don't think I would have appreciated as much if I started at book three. Well, I, I mean, especially you, just Dresden in general. I, I think, think his journey. When you start book three, hopefully after this podcast is over, um, when you start Grave Peril, mm-hmm. the level of like the jump in quality is immediately noticeable between Full Moon and th- book three. Like when mm-hmm. I read book one and two at a slower, fine pace, like I read them both. I, was like, I read the, I read book one. It's like okay, I was good. I'll take some time off. No, a couple weeks, read book two, take mm-hmm. weeks off, read book three, and then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, were like, Damn, I slammed right. them. I slammed them because from book three onward, it becomes a wizard story. There's still mystery. Okay. Like, as I keep saying it all the time for three weeks, seven in a row. It's mystery, yes, but you get so much more world building. Uh, from okay. book three. And I mean, even this one was not as much mystery as it was more of a wizarding story. I mean, I mean, the first one was much more of a noir. This one was oh, yeah. clearly more of like the supernatural. Mm-hmm. This one felt more like a supernatural episode. Yeah. So, I mean, if Absolutely. that's where it's going, I'm fine with that because I overall, I enjoyed the plot of this book. I enjoyed the setup. Well, I would I enjoyed... say from book three on mm-hmm. to where where I just I just finished peace talks. Mm-hmm. He he has a plan for all the books, mm-hmm. but, from book, but from book three you start to see threads more so than in book one and two. Okay, like you start seeing that every book after the book that you just read, you mm-hmm. see immediately immediate results or consequences or whatever of what happened in the prior book. Okay, you know because each book's supposed to be like Jim Butcher says it's like Dresden's worst weekend of the year or whatever. Yeah. And it's roughly about the same time, so you know, 
we age with him as every a book is usually once a year. That's so. the other thing about this was that like, I mean, even more so in the first book is that he's just so fucking beat up and dead mm-hmm. and like basically a fucking corpse walking around by the end of this book. Yeah. He has no magic, which I was like, that was a surprising twist to me. There was like, yeah, you can like mentally because it's not, mm-hmm. fi- I mean, it is physical, but it's like, I mean, the way he talks about it is much more like emotional and mental that you can just like mentally exhaust your magic, yeah. Yeah. which is fucking terrifying. So like if you have to be confident in your magic, because if you don't, it can, yeah. it can, you can lose control of whatever's happening. You know, mm-hmm. he really builds a limitless, but also very rule set magic system. Like mm-hmm. there are, there are defined rules in the Dresden magic system, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you could really do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can just be like, oh, that person has this or this or whatever, because it's not based on like mana reserves or whatever the fuck you know. Right? Yeah, it's just. But it's, based but it's on, also like, not Lord of the Rings magic. Yeah. Where Lord yeah. of the Rings magic is just Gandalf has everything. You know, yeah. it's not that, but it's also not linear. Very much like hard rule set where it's like, okay, like yeah. a Lightbringer. Okay, well, I, I can't see this spectrum of light, so I can't use magic. Like, that's yeah. not how it works. Like, in Dresden, you can really do... He can do whatever he wants, mm-hmm. but he has, there are certain rule sets in him, like, in the universe, yeah. you know, that, that bind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And to, to, just to continue on Dresden, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna, I won't spoil anything about Peace Talks, even though I know this is, what, this is, this is my part of the part, my mm-hmm. part of the show, but I, I, read, I got Peace Talks on Tuesday, which is when it came mm-hmm. out. I was finished... The next morning. Damn. Um, all right. Non-stop reading. Pretty much I read all at work. Um, read at home. And I was done. And Damn. Um, it was very great. It's a very, okay. very, very great book. The ending sucks. The ending Damn. is sucky in the sense that it was clear that the book... Because Battlegrounds, the next book, and this book were originally one book. And they mm. split it up because the book was too long. I almost wish they didn't do that because okay. the ending kind of feels abrupt, and I feel like they could have continued on. I would have been very much happy. So this is the first part of a story, basically. It's the one that you just read. It, almost right. Like it's almost like okay. a two-parter is what it okay. seems like. Now Butcher writes certain things. He has rules to his novels. Like mm-hmm. I can't exact give you the exact thing, but like every like third book is a big story or something like that or every okay. fifth book's about a certain type of character they he has a rule set but i can't remember the exact you know pattern that he okay. has but um a lot of shit happens in this book we see a lot of characters that we see we've seen in former books and prior books so okay. for me that was for me having the six year wait was like a big like you know uh, what's the mm-hmm. word like a fan service almost? It's like oh, oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 you, you know. Interesting. So you see, so a it lot pulls of... a lot on your knowledge from previous books. Into oh, this absolutely. One. Like if you read this book right now, Zach, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? You'd have <laughs> literally no clue. Like if you read Stormfront and then read mm-hmm. Peace Talks, first off, you'd be like, holy shit, how the fuck is Harry this fucking strong? Right. You'd be like fucking Harry's a super sand in this book. You'd be like, oh, god damn, you know. What I mean, and then you would also damn, have no right. idea. Because you, because every character that you know in the first book to, to book five, is diff, It's not the same person anymore. Okay. Because it's been twenty years. Right. Because Harry's forty-five. 
Okay. You know what I mean? And but Stormfront, he's twenty six. Yeah. So he's bit, he's forty some years old, and his he's not in the same place anymore. And I, I always okay. before I stop talking about peace talks because the fact that's very good. I hope that you get to the point where you can read it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Zach. Well, I have the book three and four in the mail, so there you, you know, go. I, start I, in one. I, I I think you're going to really enjoy those books a lot because you start mm-hmm. getting more of the other realm. Because you know, at first I thought that Dresden was going to be just vampires, werewolves, um, and wit magic and like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But you start getting more of the classic. It's literally a fa- take traditional fantasy, mm-hmm. modern. Okay. It's not like it's supposed to be like supernatural to show. Like there's yeah. elements of that, yes. Mm-hmm. But it really is a fantasy setting mm-hmm. in today. That's all it is, okay. really. So you start seeing parallels to all those traditional fantasy tropes. You'll see that immediately in book three. Um, okay. But, 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 but with Peace Talks at book 15 or 16, whatever this book this is, I think 15, I think, um, mm-hmm. or 16, there is so much... Uh, I've been I've been describing this to my girlfriend because I've been reading these books again, and she's there next to me when I'm reading them, and I'm getting so frustrated. Like I'm like, Ugh. not because they're bad, but because I'm I'm at the point in he wants this this series to be 25 books. Wow. So I okay. have, there's 10 more years of Dresden supposedly, or nine wow. more years or whatever, or however many more years, eight nine. However ten. long it takes him. Yeah. yeah. Ten more books at least. So wow. if, you, if if that's the case, and that's if that's the correct number still of twenty five books being the the full length of the Dresden series, which I believe is still the correct number, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. That means that you're in the beginning phase. Mm-hmm. It means that I'm at Empire Strikes Back, right? Okay. And it definitely feels that way. Okay. I'm not gonna say why, but it it's a. Bummer. He's at that lowest point. It's, yeah. And it's weird because he's not weak. Yeah. He's not a weakling character. He is the wolf. Mm-hmm. But everything in his life is just not what you what you're at. Okay. And if you, if you read them fast, like in a row, you're gonna be like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening to Harry's life? You know? Yeah. You know, so I'll I'll leave it at that. But well, it's um, like I I got jump started by that even a little bit because even in this book, I mean, you talk about the fact that it takes place in real time, and then they talk about the fact that um, I mean, he specifically makes references to like the first book and the fact that that only happened like, I think in his world, book one happens only like a couple of months before book two, yeah, or something like that. Like I think that happened in like the spring, and this takes place in like the fall or something like that. But um. But yeah, so even that I got whiplash. I was like, oh yeah, fuck, it's already been like that's that much time has passed since like the first book. And, that and, I got. and in real life, he wrote the first like four books before they started getting published. Mm, okay. Because for a little bit, he was doing so two all books that time a year. Period is pretty rapid for the first. Yeah, four. for the first, and it becomes steadily a year, from what okay. I believe. Um, so that's Dresden. Okay. Yeah. I, again, I hope you I hope you read Grave Peril. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's in the mail. I think it's supposed to show up tomorrow, so um, I'm excited. I know that it has – I read a little bit of the synopsis on Amazon. I know it has something to do with ghosts, so I'm happy for that. Get yeah. some ghosties, get some Scooby-Doo shit. I'm happy yeah, for dude, it. Yeah, it is. Again, real quick before we move on, I, I, I hate to talk about Dresden so much, but I, I love Dresden so much. It's my favorite series of all time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm digging it, it, so I'm down Grave, to talk Grave about Grave Peril is the book that makes you go – 
this guy has something, man. Like he, ha- I see it before. I saw it in Stormfront. I like the character of Full Moon. Mm-hmm. But Grave Peril, you go, holy shit. Okay. This is where it's... Dresden becomes Dresden. I'm, I'm excited to dig into so, it. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to make time for it because, you know, got a lot of stuff going on. Because we got that and then we got, you know, we got Ghost of Tsushima that I'm trying to fucking get through too. Because mm-hmm, 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 um, that's mm-hmm. going to be a fucking big time. Um I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm. I've got a pretty good schedule right now where I try to read about. Just trying to so that I don't burn myself out. I usually try to read to about, eighty to a hundred pages a day. Right. And I mean, the first two books. I don't know how much longer they get later on, but I mean, those first two books were around like three hundred fifty to four hundred pages. So I mean, I did that. I don't think I read the first one quite that fast, but I mean, this one I read it. You know, I read it hundred pages. Yeah, it was like over four days. I think I took like one break in between, so it took me like five days to read it. But I mean, yeah. I read like, you know, like eighty to hundred pages, and I was like, through it like that, zip zaps up. It was good though. I was down for it. Um, yeah, I, I just don't like it as much as the first one, um, just you know, for the reasons that were already stated. But um, I like I like a lot of the ideas that were brought up. I think the thing that frustrated me the most about it was character choices mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. the plot or like what was going on with like you know the main supernatural threat or anything like that but just no, simply it's yeah it was simply character choices it's, it's in the way that characters acted yeah yeah that was the biggest thing so because um, you're not wrong i felt the same way reading that book yeah i felt the same way reading full moon you know mm-hmm. um but it, it gets better okay yeah i mean i'm excited i mean it seems like you know, after this one, I mean, he kind of, you know, bandaged the wound and it seemed like they're back in, like, a more mm-hmm. even place. So, um, I'm excited to dig into book three and see where we go from there. Um, yeah. So, that was that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I guess before we do that, there was another thing that I think we both watched. Sure. Psych 2, the movie. Yes. Lassie's, Lassie's back. Lassie yep. Come Home, I believe is what it's called. Lassie Come Home, Lassie yeah. Comes Home. Or come home, comes home. I think it's come home, yeah. Um, watch that on Thursday. Dan came out. Uh, it was a lot better than the first movie. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's. I thought Psych Two is was more of a elongated Psych episode yes, than Psych than Psych One was. I think Psych One was like, we don't really know what to do. There's yeah. some elements of Psych in here. Whereas mm-hmm. Psych 2 is like, this is an episode of Psych. Yeah, this is an episode of Psych. I mean, there's there's definitely parallels to the first movie that they kind of bring up in the second one. Specifically, I guess that if they do another movie, I assume that the running joke now is that they're going to have some weird hallucination where Sean sees Mary for some reason. Yeah. Um, which I'm fine with. I mean, I enjoy Mary as a character. I like him showing up, so mm-hmm. that's fine. He showed up as a baby, which was fucking hilarious. Um, but that was fine. But yeah, it just felt like a giant actual just a giant psych episode which i think was what was kind of missing from the first movie the first movie kind of felt like a season finale almost just with like tying back to like the yin yang killer and like all that kind of stuff but it was like i don't know i just felt like they tried to do too i don't know if i i don't know if i'm thinking that they either tried to do too much or too little in the first movie but there was just something it was it was too missing. not connected yeah but um, I just, yeah, everything about this felt right. I mean, you have the great moments between Sean and his dad that made me fucking cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
when you thought that Sean was going to be a dad, you have that really good heart heart to heart between Corbin Burnson and James Roday talking about. Uh, hold on. Him raising him as a father. Sorry, you have to correct yourself. I'm sorry. You're right. Sean and. No, no, not even and, that. No, not no. even that. It's not no. James. It's not James Roday anymore. Who is it? Wait, he, what's he, his name? He he has officially gone to his real name. Okay, wait, hold on. What's his real name? James Rodriguez. Oh my god. <laughs> so he came out in a big article. I'm not joking, and it, it made me oh it, made, it made me kind of like, all right, dude. Um, I, you know what? I'm here for it, James. Rodriguez. He made an article. He wrote a, it was a whatever being interviewed. He was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go back to my real name, not my stage name. When I was breaking in, I couldn't get jobs because I didn't look enough like I was a Mexican guy. <laughs> so I went by Roday, but now in this in this climate, I'm like, you're trying to be safe to not get fucking canceled, dude. That's what you're trying yeah. to do. You're trying to get some street yeah. cred with your last name, brother. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I um, that's kind of weird. I um think it's a really good movie. Yeah. All the things I like about Psych are in it. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think the thing, the biggest thing for me about this one was just the chemistry just felt a lot better. Oh yeah, I don't know, it felt a lot better. I mean, I mean, Sean and Gus are still Sean and Gus, but I just feel like everything with Jules felt better. You mean the captain was just like not kind of like a minor character, like she kind of was in the first movie. Um, I mean, obviously you have the stuff with their daughter, kind of, but like really that gets brushed off until like the last ten minutes of the first movie. But I mean, you just have. I just feel like everybody had a bigger part, which I think I enjoyed a lot more. I mean, there's just yeah. a lot more stuff with Henry's dad. Obviously, Lassie has a bigger part. Um, I'm guessing he's not teaching anymore. I mean, like, what the fuck's he doing? He's just renting out his fucking yeah. I guess the he's office just space his office now. Um, yeah, I guess he's. I guess he was done teaching. That lasted all of one episode. How did you feel? How did you feel about um, Timothy Mudson's acting in the movie? Um. I mean, it's not the same, clearly. Clearly, there's still... It still felt like there was still something from the stroke that was, like... Oh, yeah, 100%. ...affecting him. But I think overall... I mean, it was much better than the first movie yeah. on the ball. Um, but it still didn't feel like exactly the same mm -hmm. Lassie until... Until that last two minutes. That last two minutes had me in tears. Um, to me, it was... It, right. it, obviously, I'm not going to, like harp too much on it because the dude had a real life stroke yeah so i mean and even then he's still acting better than probably 85 percent of people who are in tv shows yeah um but he just didn't look well no um, he definitely didn't look well he, he had the his face was a little chubbier because I, he had a fucking stroke i get it you know yeah. um but the lines were delivered fine but they didn't have that extra they didn't have that lassie edge to it yeah that and in terms of commenting on the acting, mm. um, yeah, it just didn't have that same quickness or snappiness that Carlton usually has. Yeah. Um, I do think it was really smart of them to add in the script. Not, not only did he ha get shot, but he had a stroke in surgery. To mm. me, that made it – it's like, okay, cool. We're going to cover our bases here so yeah. everyone understands that this is why more yeah. so than just being shot. Um the twist at the end. I mean, I mile away I, saw I, it coming. I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I don't. I don't really see it coming, just because I kind of just wrote her off as a character in general. 
And so I kind of even forgot about her until she would until she would show back up. And then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that she kept she kept being in this. Um, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of convinced it was the doctor just with the paint chips and everything. But well, they were like going. Plus he was he was that extra creepy factor, which they, they always they were like doing like, that red herring shits. So they were like pushing yeah. it so hard. They did push that shit really hard. You know? And I I mean. There were definitely good. Mo- I I still don't like his girlfriend character at all. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I mean, I like the the growth. I mean, not the growth for him, you know, because he does. Gus hasn't really, still hasn't really grown as a character. But he's gonna be a fucking dad, which I love. Yeah, Gus the dad is great. I don't know if I care. Oh, you don't care about little Guster? Little I kind I kind of wish it was just Sean's kid. Ugh. Yeah, I kind of wish they were both dads. That's what I want. Because, I mean, honestly, the way they are as characters, it would make sense that they both became dads at the same time. Yeah. And they both ended up going through fatherhood together. Because that would just make sense for them as characters. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I feel like there's not enough... Now, the one thing that's missing from these movies so far is a clear like reference to the 90s or 80s. Yeah, that's true. There wasn't really any references like that. Like they reference themselves with like the obviously the come on sons and then they yeah they reference like in the beginning yeah they of the, did yeah they leaned really hiking really hard into the psych um, which I, touchstones which I, which I get which is perfectly which is fine. fine but I mean see, they hit everything which and, but see they don't reference eighties they don't reference the eighties stuff they don't reference ninety yeah. stuff they don't bring in like that kind of psych element the pop culture stuff yeah. except. They'll clearly reference James Roday's other show. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but it'd be like, about, what "This was is it? us." There's, about... there's a show. On, there's a show on ABC that's yeah, much better his, or and newer like, or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, his ABC show that he's on. Yeah, he's like, it's yeah, it's there's a show going on at the same time. It's way better. It's way and brand and new or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, I mean, they got all the psych references there. That was nice. They did the point, which was nice to see. They did the come on, son. They didn't, they, they didn't do suck, suck it. They didn't do suck it. Um, they didn't do suck it. That was disappointing. But um, they did that. They did. Um, or the wait, they did. They did wait for it, didn't they? No, they didn't do wait for it. I don't remember a wait for it. They didn't do, do it you? when the doctor when they first met the doctor. They're eating the the ice chips, and he was walking away. He did. That's right. They didn't he did do wait for it. it. Yeah. And then they went back yeah. to start eating again. That's true. Yeah, they did do a wait for it. Okay. I mean, they did Gus, you know, being a foodaholic, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the, the nicknames, obviously. Nicknames. Nicknames are good. I mean, they, they hit the same thing that they've been going in. But that was still, like, they were on the same bit with that that they'd been on since season eight, which was that Gus doesn't like the nicknames that Sean gives him. And so I feel like this is the second time I've seen them cut this deal where Sh- Gus has to pick – yeah, or approved. Gus Gus gets say so on whether the nickname goes or not. Yeah, I feel like that was a bit that I'd already seen before, but it was still nice to see. I I love the nickname, so that's always great. Um, I just I do really love that they turned their his dad turned his office into like a fucking a, rent place, a, hip, a hipster so, startup yeah. pop up. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. Well, what is next on your list? Um, the only thing left is ghosts. Um, Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. Um, I mean, I don't have too much to talk about it yet, except that it's a gorgeous game. I've been playing it for, you know, I 
I think I've played it for about five or six hours at this point. I've done the first couple of story missions. I recruited my first two allies, mm-hmm. did the first part of rescuing the blacksmith, did a couple of the, 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 the mini missions. Um, I like it so far. Um, I like the combat system. It feels very Assassin's Creed to me, um, but I don't mind the Assassin's Creed combat style. It feels like a mix between like Neo or Neo and um, and Assassin's Creed, with the heavy emphasis on counters and then the, uh, the getting into the different stances stuff, which I haven't got to yet. But like the switching between stances on the fly is very Neo, mm-hmm. um, and then you know the heavy emphasis on counters and um, the strong and heavy stuff is very Assassin's Creed. Um, it has the same problem I have with Assassin's Creed, was, which is that I wish um, I like the assassinations. The assassinations are one-hit kills, which is nice because that's the one thing I hate about Odyssey. But um, I wish the bow was stronger. Maybe it gets stronger later on, but for right now, it seems a little. My half bow seems a little underpowered, but I assume that I think there's a long bow that you get later on, so I'm sure that one's probably like a one-hit kill, but. I know yeah. right now I'm about the same place. I'm, I just did the first blacksmith mission where you don't find them. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I, the next one I have is I'm going to start tracking down the Ronin. That's like my next objective that I'm right. going towards. I didn't do that one. I did... Um, so I'm at the same place, like I said. I did the first... Oh, right after I did the blacksmith mission, I was heading towards to do the hot spring one or uh yeah something the, i don't the hot remember spring one is the the archer i don't remember which one. Oh, i was gonna go do the next the next mission of the archer guy yeah i was gonna do the next one of him yeah i was thinking about yeah i was probably gonna do i think i'm probably yeah i'm probably gonna shoot for the next one i'll probably get to where the ronin are i'll probably do the ronin and then i'll probably go back and do the the part twos of um of the the archer and then the the lady samurai. Yeah, I. So, I've also game... that do you see that shit? Those shits are nine part missions. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. I think that the game looks great. It feels yeah. good. Feels good to explore, which is nice. I think uh, that's probably yeah, the, biggest the, thing. the the environments are cool looking and nice and pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some things I want to say though. Okay. I still am very let down in this game's open world. I really okay. am. I was really hoping it would have been more of a linear story-based game. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, even in the way of like uh, Uncharted or something mm-hmm. like that, he- heavy focus on story because yeah, I mean I can see that. that, but also knowing what Sucker Punch does. I don't see that because I mean all their games, even going back to like Sly Cooper, their games have always been open world, emphasis on open world and getting to the next mission. That's just kind of how they roll with their game structure. I would like to see them do something a little bit different because at this point it's like yeah. Well, all at this games. point, there's too many open world games that exist that yeah. all have the same. Pa- like I I knew how to play this game before I even turned pl- plugged it in. I was like okay, boop, yeah. open the map, fucking got got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Side mission, yeah. okay, gotcha, get some points here. Same, it's Assassin's Creed. Yeah. It's Assassin's Creed, and that's not a good or bad thing. It's just a thing. Yeah. You know, but as someone who hasn't finished an Assassin's Creed game ever, that makes me go, hmm, maybe I would have had a God of War RPG instead. I think a God of War probably would have 
done better for this type of game. I think because God of War is it's yeah. open, but it's also linear. Yeah. Like they give you options, but if you want to run through a part, it's still going to be a forward progressing thing for the most part. Yeah. Um, and you can still have your upgraded skill sets and weapons, but this is Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, it's literally Odyssey, but with samurais. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not climbing as much stuff, but yeah. I do have the same skill trees and the skill abilities and, you know, that kind of jazz. Um, yeah. With that being said, I think the story is so far is kind of not a fan. Fine, yeah. Like I think they they really had an opportunity to come in here and make a really deep emotional samurai story, but I think the idea of where I'm at right now so far in the game, obviously still very early on, the yeah. idea that he is that he is having a battle with his code, yeah doesn't resonate enough with me it doesn't really mean much because immediately after i have a flashback of me learning a code i go and i stab someone in the neck so yeah. i'm really to it me it really very, makes sense yeah it's it very superficial very it's very yeah. superficial cheap way of having conflict internally of a character who so yeah. far seems very boring and i i yeah. if they're if they're gonna dive in with the whole idea of like samurai have control emotions then keep it that way like, yeah. just go with that and roll with it and, you know, have him be dropping dudes with no emotion. Yeah, or... I think it's – it feels very strange. It feels like they're trying to put – it just feels like they're trying to put, like – they're trying to have all their eggs in two different baskets. And I feel like you can't do that. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like they're trying to split the baby. But also, where they so... want to have the Assassin's Creed stuff, but then they also want to have the traditional samurai standoff. And I don't know. I get where I get. I definitely am at the same wavelength where you're coming from. Where it's like it feels weird to have this flashback where you're talking about like, you know, cat only cowards kill people in the shadows immediately. Yeah. But immediately afterwards, I'm like assassinating some guy and like going through a whole camp, stealthily taking everybody out. I don't know. Or even with like, okay, so I'm a samurai, and I have this code of not killing people from whatever, yet. Mm-hmm. When I get my first bow, the whole mission is blowing up barrels and killing people with the bow. Yeah. That seems to be already counterproductive to the samurai code, is it not? I'm like, like story-wise... I feel like it's counterproductive to his code in particular. Because I feel like... Because, I mean, the archer guy is still a samurai. No, exactly. But he still... But he, he's the one who teaches them this. And so right. I feel like... I feel like it's weird because I feel like the code that he's living up to, the code that... So far, it seems like his uncle has instilled in him his, like, way more strict than, like, what sure. other samurai go under. And it feels very weird that, like, he's the only one that is living by this, like, uber strict code that has, like, no yeah. bend. But then also immediately he's, like, willing to willing bend to it. Immediately bends it. Yeah. So, like, in terms of progressing gameplay, I get it. But yeah. in terms of making a well-crafted story, stupid. It's just dumb. Yeah. And maybe if there was more internal conflict to have Jin go through something, but he's so willing to just, okay, I got to do what I got to do right away. Well, then that should have been your plan when you try to fight the guy the first time on the bridge. Also, real quick, I don't like dying twice. Like, fake dying twice is stupid. Yeah, that was really too – it was too fast because, yeah, it was like you fake die on the beach and then you immediately fake die again when you get pushed off a fucking – Well, then you don't even fake die because then the Mongo guy in that flashback is like he's not dead. So it's like clearly they know that he didn't fucking die. But you should have had Jin try to save his uncle the first time on the beach 
and have that whole scene happen there. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Like, he tries to fight him, gets his ass kicked, and then wakes up with the fucking flowers and the sword. And that would have been way better, save you some fucking time, Yeah. instead of having to fucking meet this lady, lose your armor. That whole opening scene was bad. Yeah, the whole shit from going through the village and, yeah, having to, like, collect your armor and collect your sword was, yeah. It was... It felt really pointless. I mean, and I have... I upgraded my sword one time. So I have, I have an upgrade. I still have an upgraded I have level I two sword. I upgraded my bow. Yeah. Level two sword. I customized my sword. I le- I think it looks sick as fuck. I gave it the um, snow demon eyes one. How do you do that? I don't know. The all white one with the gold. You go to the uh, the merchants and then as long as you have enough flowers, if, as long as you've collected enough flowers, you can get the different dyes. So you can use the dyes, you know, for... You can get hats too, but you can so use you the have different dyes. You have to go to the merchant hats. for that. You have to go to the actual merchant, yeah. Where in the Golden Temple, or like where are they at? Um, there's a couple throughout. There's uh, there's usually one at any of the survivor camps that you come across. Okay. Um, there's you there's one at the temple along with the the armor, and um, I haven't seen a blacksmith yet, so I can't even upgrade my shit. Oh, you um, go to go to the Golden Temple. There's a blacksmith there. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Well, I just sword, came from the swordsman at least. Because I've got level two armor. Because I've okay. got I got the samurai armor and then I upgraded that. So I have level two samurai armor, which is nice. See, I don't. Um, I, do, I, do, I have level one everything else except for sword. I wish you could change the way. Like even if you upgrade it, I wish you could like make it look. Because I like the way that the samurai armor looks in the first shit, where it's like very minimalized. Because I know if I upgrade it all the way, which I want to do, because you want to get the most benefits. I don't like the way it looks, where it's like. And maybe that's just like I'm a form fan of like minimalist samurai, but I don't like the super heavy war armor with like the whole face and like the giant crescent and all that shit. I mean, it looks dope, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to run around in that the whole time. I'd rather run around in like the like half samurai, half assassin kind of thing. I like that look kind of better. Right, right now, all I have is the blue one. Oh, the, like the first outfit you get. The well, the so you haven't armor. done the. Have you done the lady samurai? Because you should get the samurai armor. Yeah, I have hers, the blue one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I upgraded that. I have that. That's the only one I have, and then I have the mask. Mm. And then I haven't got the mask yet. I have the mask, and then everything else I have. Everything. All my when other. Did you get the ma- when, did, when did you get the mask? Oh man, I think I. Because I haven't got it's the a mask. gift. It's a gift from the Golden Temple. Hmm. Go back to the Golden Temple. Talk to I'll the. Go back. There's a guy on the right by a tree, and it's a gift that they collect donations for. And I believe that's where I got the mask from. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to go back through there. Cause yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the mask. I thought it was like, I just hadn't looked for it. Cause I, I assumed it was like you know the samurai armor and the bow and all that other stuff that it would just be a mission reward at some point. Mm, I'm pretty sure I got it from the gift. And then um. Like right where you meet Sogen. Mm-hmm. Right next to that guy is the the gift guy. Interesting. Okay. I believe that's where I got it, but I, I don't know, man. Thirty-five hours is what people are saying that the game takes. Thirty-five hours? Oh my goodness. And like, I mean, I, I get it, cause like even part one is just you rescuing your fucking uncle, and I can already tell that's gonna be a long way until I get to that mission. I mean, I like it and all, and it's fun, but like, I mean, bro, I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Thirty-five hours is a long time. Um, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I'm having fun with it so far. We'll see how far I get. Um, I mean, I do like certain open world aspects to it. I like, I actually really like that as long as it's an open world, I like that there's not 
waypoints that you kind of have to like explore yourself that makes it a little bit more interactive than like an Assassin's Creed where you just like ping your map and you're good to go because you use the winds but there's other stuff like I like the if you want to find the shrines to get more charm slots that you follow the foxes there's like those interactive ways of like discovering new stuff that I think I really enjoy I think it adds a lot more depth to the world well, see the, the, the biggest thing group. about open world games I hate is traversing mm. I cannot stand yeah. having well, that's why I hate having a mission so much that you could fast travel. at least in this like once you visit someplace any place you can fast travel which I like see and I haven't done it yet yeah I mean it at this that's at this point it's do you, I, how I do you do it do you just go to the map and then fast travel that way yeah so as long as you visited somewhere and it isn't taken over by mongols you just go to the map you put your cursor over wherever yeah. you want to go press triangle you're there in like less right. than 30 seconds because and generally i don't like having to run from like the top of a map to the bottom of a map yeah i mean i, I like i like riding i've had one error so far I like it at first when you discover stuff. I don't mind that part. But yeah, the constant back and forth of having to do it, I hate. Well, you know, I I had one error so far, I think, where I was was running through a roadway and I had a bunch of bandits surrounded by like a brown box Mm -hmm. on the the ground. And I I kill all of them. And the box is on the ground and it has the circle notification to inspect. But I can't inspect it. Hmm. So I'm like... How the fuck do I get in this box? I just killed these guys. Maybe I maybe I killed the wrong person and I shouldn't have killed them. I don't know. But they all know. they're all trying to fight me, so I just killed all of them. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's fun, I guess. I like it. It's. I keep seeing people talk saying it's like an amazing game, and I just don't think that any open world game in that sense is going to be amazing except for Cyberpunk. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think it's an amazing game. I think it's a. It's a good game and it's a fun game. I'm having. I'm having a fun time watching it, and I'd much rather play this than like fucking The Last of Us Part Two. That fucking oh, yeah. dog shit. But um, I mean, I think it's the most for me so far. It's the most enjoyable game that's come out this year, for me. Um, but there really haven't been that many games that have come out for me. I've really been waiting for a game like this that would like kind of intrigue my interest. Yeah. As far as wanting to play something, because I really haven't had, because that's my biggest problem is I've just been waiting for this to come out, because I've just been staring at my PlayStation and it's just like, I really don't want to play any of these games. Yeah, I get um, that. Which is the big problem. Except I did start uh, Persona Five Royal. Um, I mean, I haven't even got out of the intro for that shit, but um, I'll probably go back to that once I once I finish this. But um, I mean. Other than those two games, it's just like I haven't really had an, a need to like do play anything else. And it's like I know as soon as I'm done with this game, if I don't go back to Persona Five, I'm just gonna be staring at waiting for Cyberpunk to fucking come out because nothing else is coming out until Cyberpunk now for yeah, me. Exactly. Now exactly. that this is out, so and that's all the way in November. Yeah. Well, oh, excuse me. Um. I'll, I'll mention the one thing I did this week before we move into the next segment. Um, okay. Obviously, go Shishima, Dresden, all kind of stuff. The only other thing I did this week was I read a ton. I read a ton Ooh, of, tell me. of Ace of Diamond, Diamond No Ace, the baseball manga. Oh, the baseball manga. Yeah, yeah, I read, like, I went from chapter one, and I read the first probably 50 chapters, like, years ago. Um... So I knew the first, like, up, maybe the first arc I knew already. 
Okay. Um, or at least, or at least up until the first tournament right before it ended, I, I knew what happened. So it was all just refreshers. Right. But now I went from chapter one to like I'm on chapter like three hundred and ten, maybe Damn, or like all right. two, maybe maybe less than that. Hold on, let me pull up my app. This is is this series over? I'm on three hundred two. No, it's in chapter. It's in part two. Okay. So there's Diamond No Ace one, which is like mm-hmm. four hundred and like something chapters, four twelve, and then okay. there's Diamond No Ace Act two, which is still going right now. Interesting. Okay. Um. So I mean, because I know there was an anime that I think yeah is still airing or was airing for a long time, but I, I think let I me mean, look at chapter Act two real quick. Um, Diamond No Ace. Act two is on. Started in 2015 and it's currently on chapter 219 as of 716. Okay. So it's still being updated regularly. It's really good. It's drawn. Unlike really... JoJo, which I just saw dropped a new chapter finally. Oh, okay. Um, the art, the art artist, it draws really, really, really well. The story mm-hmm. is really good. Um, the characters are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the art is such such good art. It's so clean and crisp and like a lot of ba- like like the fucking. I tried reading uh, that basketball manga that you liked or the anime you liked. Oh, the um, the Sora it? one. Yeah, Akira no Sora. Yeah. But the art is such trash that I couldn't read it. And I started. I, mm-hmm. I I remember watching some of the anime. Going, okay, it's fine. But, but the art style is so like not appealing. Mm. Like all the guy, like the fucking two brothers look so goofy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the one brother just looks like a blonde Kubara. Like if you just like if you want good art, I go read Slam Dunk, and like I have great basketball and great and great art. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but this is like fucking pristine art. Like it looks so anime, but it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And the main character, it is such a fucking. It's all tournament arcs because it's sports, obviously. Right, but it's such a good buildup of the main character, because the main character is a pitcher, and he's he has talent, but he's not great. And he's constantly okay. building up. So like, I had to Google. I was like, guys, I'm Reddit. I was like, does he get good? And people are like, yes. Just keep yes. Re- just keep reading, and it'll all be worth it. And I'm like, okay. It gets good. Um. So I'm at the part now in the okay. manga where he's like finally like got skills okay so i've been reading that because i've been trying to wet my whistle for bath or for, for baseball excuse me next week i tried to listen to some of those podcasts um i don't know they were all previews the one that i listened to was all just previews for the schedule it was like it was interesting to see but it was just like i don't know i didn't have any connection to it i was the, the talking baseball and i was like this is fine but like it's also just like for me, who doesn't know anything about baseball, I was like, I don't know what these guys are fucking talking about half the oh, time. Oh, you, you have to know what baseball is before you start listening to yeah, baseball. Like, no no baseball podcast is going to come in there and be like, hold my hands. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to talk about ERAs and RBIs and all this kind of shit and all these sabermetrics. Uh, why can't I have somebody hold my hand? I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about. Watch baseball. Yeah, I guess I need to. You watch baseball, learn the learn baseball, and then you can go to a podcast and or listen to it, not know what the fuck they're talking about, but you start hearing things over and over and over again, so you start yeah. connecting things. You know, it's not like football podcasts where like I turn on an NFL podcast and I'm like, okay, well, everyone knows what a fucking running back is. Yeah. You know, 
they start talking about in routes or out routes or whatever, then you're like, okay, what the fuck is that? That's yeah. an extra level of football knowledge you need to know. Right. You know, whereas baseball, baseball is all extra knowledge. Because basic baseball knowledge that. is baseball knowledge is basic. It's like, okay, hit a ball, get to a base. But like everything past that, stats wise, that's all extra advanced shit. Like, yeah, you got to read Moneyball and then read Smart Baseball, read all these books. Oh, so much. You know, but it's because it's for nerds. Baseball is for sure. nerds. Baseball is for nerds. So, uh, I did that, and then I also watched last Wednesday. There was a UFC fight night mm. on their fight. I, I watched the pay per view last week for UFC. And I watched Wednesday their fight night, and tonight there's a fight night. Um, pay per view was whatever. Okay. It's fine. The main event sucked. Everyone, everyone says the main event sucked. People who know how to fight understand it, but people like me who watch it for entertainment go, it sucked. <laughs> was it was it bad because it was because usually, from my experience as far as you know. I would consider us casual fans of USC. Uh, usually, the reason a fight sucks is because it takes too long, or it no, no, no. Either it I, takes I'm, too long, or it doesn't take enough time. It's I too would fast. say that I am an advanced fan of UFC. Okay, I listen. I'm to, not. I, I listen to podcasts. I know all the style. I know the styles, but I'm not a fighter. And I have never trained, so okay. everything that I know is completely theoretical, okay. and completely from what I hear. From people who do know what they're talking about, you know what I mean? Okay. Like I can't tell you, I understand why this fight was born because it was Jorge Masvidal versus Kamara Usman. One guy's a striker, one guy's a wrestler. Immediately boring. Okay. Immediately boring because that's the, boring. The, the champion okay. is going to wrestle the striker, and the striker can barely do anything about it because he, okay. he's a striker. He's not a wrestler. So the the champion who's Kamara Usman just controlled the fight the entire time, okay. and was stepping on this guy's toes, against the cage. Okay. It just inherently boring, you know. Okay. Now, I'm not a wrestler. I've never wrestled. I'm okay. not a, I'm a jiu jitsu guy. I've never done jiu jitsu. Okay. But to the to the layman audience, watching people kick each other is more fun than watching two dudes grapple on the ground. I mean, for me, it's not even, like, what they do, but it's just, like, I don't know. For me, for me to get infest, invested in a fight, which is probably why – I feel like – I don't know why I have this feeling, but it's, like, I just hate when things are, like, done too fast. Sure. Like, I don't like – like, I get the significance of it, and I get as a fighter why you would want to do it, but I hate when shit is done in, like, one round. Well, it's because I paid $65 – well, yeah, that. Where it's so like, yeah. I, I want a knockout, yeah, in round three. Yeah, I want it to be a little bit longer than a fucking, no, like... I don't want a seven-second fight. Yeah, you were in the round... You were in the ring for 60 seconds, you won. It was like, no, nah, that's fucking late. I mean, I was what looking through... I was scrolling through Reddit, and people are like... Again, but that almost, But that feels like a bad match card, almost, where it's like, that well, person should have been teamed up with that Ultimately, person. it's hard to choose because the guy's a champion. Okay. So ultimately, even if the champion, if the champion's a, bra- a grappler, mm-hmm. and the number one contender is a striker, you can't just not have that match happen, right? Because it's the number one contender, the champion. It, ha- it happens, you know. And I get it, and I understand that to win a fight, you have to do what you gotta do. And if your skill set's wrestling, I get, like, I, I theoretically and 
as a f- person who is not completely ignorant to understanding how MMA works, I understand that he won the fight because of his skill set. Right. And it's not him, it's his job to, to appeal to me as a fan to change the way he has to win for his record and his money. I get that. Right. But also, I also paid $65 and... Yeah, I'm paying like it's, it's a fucking video game price to play, to watch this. Like, and it happens sometimes with champions, and sometimes champions don't defend. Sometimes champions are really boring. It happens. It, it completely does. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, but people on Reddit who are like me, who get both sides of the story, go, I'm never going to pay for him ever again. I'm okay. never going to pay for a pay-per-view if he is the lead card or the main event. It's not happening because fuck that guy. Not he's a bad guy or anything. He's just fucking boring. Yeah. He's just boring to watch, you know. There's a reason why people like watching Conor McGregor. Because he's fucking punches and kicks and strikes and is exciting and energetic, whatever. Yeah. This guy was boring. It was so boring. My girlfriend was watching it and she was like, this, this is so fucking boring. So who was it? Was he the wrestler? Kamar Usman, the champion. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he was the wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a, so he's, it was a good, just a... he's a good wrestler. I'm not saying he's. So it was a lot bad. of groundwork, and that was yeah, not even was... groundwork. It was they pushed him up against the cage the whole time. It was a what? Had him against. Sorry, the cage. you broke up there for a minute. Had him against the cage the whole time. Mm, it was it okay. was really boring, you know. Really, yeah. really boring. You mm. know, whereas on Wednesday was the fight night, which was like the it's not pay per view. Was so right. much better. All the fighters there were like fucking awesome. Spin kicks and like fucking flying elbows and Fuck shit. Yeah, was dude. Awesome, That's dude. what I want to fucking see. I want to see some fucking. I want to see some high roundhouse kicks. That's what I'm fucking. Yeah, it was see. it was awesome. So tonight that's another fight night. I'm excited to watch. I got my Modelo beer, the the, mm-hmm. the official beer of the UFC. That's why okay. I bought it. So that's what I did. We can move into the news of the week. Yes, quite a bit of it. What do you want to hit first? Let's look. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay was officially released it after was. the leaks from last week. Um, it looks bad. Yeah, I it looks bad. It looks the same. It looks, I mean, yeah, that's the biggest problem with me. It's not bad, it's just the same. It's the same shit from Odyssey. There's tiny touches here and there, but for the most part, it's the same fucking shit. It looks shit. like Ghost of Tsushima. It does not look like Ghost of Tsushima. Like, Shushima. literally, dude, I'm, I'm looking at both these gameplays going like, the skin is different. This is the same fucking game. Mm. This is the same fucking game. Yeah. Skin different. The big horse mechanics, the combat I mean, the looks so similar. Shit is like the, probably the coolest shit, but the I didn't dual see weight axes, the oh, throwing yeah, axes. Yeah. You didn't see that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even that. So but that even if I was gonna play it, that would be all I would be doing because all that other shit looks fucking boring as fuck. The, I don't give right. a fuck about any of that other stuff. I want to throw axes. I don't want dual wield axes. I don't want to bash people's fucking heads in. That's all I want to do but, as a fight. But in terms of like, <sighs> and I want to pillage villages. God damn it. It's clearly can't do. It's clearly not a like like the way that Origins was a was a progression from the game before that. This is not a progression from Odyssey. It's just the same thing with new stuff. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like I, I feel like either we had this conversation or I heard somebody else have this conversation. Maybe I heard it on Castle Super Beats, where it was just like, Assassin Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed just keeps doing the same shit over and over again. Oh, yeah. Until people are finally sick of it and the game play, or and the games don't sell well. And then they're like, oh, we should change something. And then they'll finally change something about the series that's like a drastic change. Like the yeah, difference we, between... we mentioned this last week where like... yeah. They realized people weren't buying the game as much, so they took time to redevelop it. But now it's kind of like, okay, you're buying We've it again. This, yeah, I just I don't know, and it sucks. It sucks so much because I am more interested for this than I am for like anything else. Because it's goddamn Vikings, dude. Vikings are the fucking shit. How yeah. do you make Vikings look fucking boring? I'll just wait until God of War Two comes out. <sighs> Have there even hints about that? No. I mean, clearly they're going to do it. They're but going like, to, but there's no. I haven't seen anything else about it. But um, next gen only, baby. But all right. Well, uh, HBO Max is going to get a prequel series of the Batman. Yes. Which is going to focus on Gotham PD, which is essentially that Ed Brubaker run mm-hmm. from the mid two thousands. I um, didn't read that run, but I remember. I remember seeing it. And I was just like, well, it's interesting. It, it's a really good series. Um, it's a cool, really cool concept. Mm-hmm. And I think this is pretty much going to pull directly from that, if not have, like, so many things just stolen from there. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Brubaker's name attached to anything yet for this prequel series for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. But you, they would have to... They, there's no way you could have a prequel series for Batman in Gotham about mm-hmm. Gotham cops and not take from his stuff. Right. They're just they're going to do it. I guarantee they looked at it before they even wrote the fucking pitch for it, you know. So I know it's for sure going to have so many elements of it. So yeah, um, I don't care because I I don't need to see. We already had a Gotham show. Yeah. Does Gotham PD focus around Jim Gordon or is it more about other people? At other it's all other it's other people. I mean, that's more interesting to me, I guess. But yeah, I mean, Gotham, we already had... That was all about Jim Gordon and fucking... What is it? Harvey Bullock. Weinstein? Who Bullock. the fuck is his partner? Harvey Bullock. Bullock, yeah. Um, I don't know. And I mean, I started watching Gotham and gave up like five episodes in because it was fucking boring. Um, which sucks because I love Jim as a character, but that show was fucking not good. Um, I never watched it. Yeah, I mean, I watched it when it was first coming out because I think that was also the shit where I was in the big CW phase was because that was when it was like Gotham came out the same time as I was super into Arrow and super into Flash. I think yeah. there was some other thing coming out then too that I was like trying to get into, and then it was just like Gotham was boring. After season three, I gave up on Arrow. After season, I think also season three of Flash because I haven't watched Flash since then. What was season three of Flash? Was that the Death oh, Racer? God, I don't know, man. I think that was the Death Flash. I binge Black watched Flash? those seasons so fast. I don't, I don't fucking know. know. I don't remember. I the last time I watched one was the last time I watched the Flash was when I moved to Myrtle Beach, so two and a half years ago. And now I won't watch it now because they fired the new. They fired the guy who plays Ralph. They did? Oh, yeah. Did he say something that was, like, sexist or something like that? Something like that. Like, on tweets from years ago or some shit like that. So I won't won't watch it now because he was funny. But Nick Cannon still has a fucking job. Nick Cannon still has a job. Um, Usagi Ojimbo 
from the great mm. and powerful Stan Sakai, Sakai, um, yeah. Ghost of Shima reference, um, mm-hmm. is getting a, a Netflix CGI animated series. It's not based on the comic book. It's based on like in the future. So mm-hmm. it's going to be Samurai Jack, but with uh, Yojimbo. And if you haven't read Yojimbo, anyone who listens to this, or Zach, if you've never read Yojimbo. I've seen it um, when it was advertised alongside a collaboration with TMNT. That's yes. the only way. I, that's the only place I saw it. So Stan Sakai and Kevin Eastman of TMNT fame are really good friends. They've done a ton of crossovers with art stuff, with some of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously a similar vibe. You have, TMNT is you know fucking anthropomorphic turtle ninjas. Usagi is a anthropomorphic samurai rabbit. So it's same similar vibe. It's really okay. great. I really enjoy Yojimbo. I still read it from IDW, has the current run. I still read it every month. Okay. Um I have the box set of like the first ten years of the of the initial run. Okay. It's it's an awesome comic book and I'm really excited to see it finally get a cartoon because it should have got a cartoon fucking years ago. It should have got mm-hmm. a cartoon when TMNT got a cartoon. It makes no yeah. sense why it, did, it never did. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm really excited for this uh, whenever okay. it does come out. So that is that. And more, com- and more comic book news, though. Okay. Uh, Rorschach is getting a spinoff series written by Tom King. And I don't give a fuck. I mean, all you had, all I saw was that you wrote Tom King, and I was like, I don't care because Tom King bored me with his Batman run. He's gonna bore me with his Rorschach run. I also don't know what the fuck this is gonna be like because obviously this is gonna be Doomsday Clock shit. But I never finished Doomsday Clock, so I don't even know like what the fuck it's gonna be about. Is I'm assuming this is gonna be the Black Rorschach that was introduced in Doomsday Clock. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be the main Rorschach, I think. It's supposed to be the original one? So this is like before and, and, and Watchmen? The, in the article, there's a there's a synopsis and it keeps it mentions Rorschach. And it I, says my, it's set 35 years after Watchmen. So he's yeah. got, it can't be the original because he's fucking dead. Right. But my, my interpretation, it's either the, it could be the black guy, but like, I don't know what they're going to do. If it's, well, if it's going to be, because I can't imagine that they're going to want to connect to the original one that much. But will they really the want to do is, are they going to connect it to the fucking HBO show? See, I think they're going to. I think they're going to go that direction. They're going to make him a racist. You know, because that's what the first thing I thought about when I saw that it was t- written by Tom King was, okay, they're going to make it a hate guy, a hatred dude. Yeah. They're going to go that route. And it baffles my mind that people even think the show is good. I mean, I... I gave up on it after like I think three or four episodes in, because uh, I just didn't care anymore. And then I was talking to my coworker when we moved down here because I think he finished it, and uh, he's usually more forgiving than I than I am. And he said he finished it and he was like it was fucking stupid. And I was it, like, well then I know I definitely don't want to. So heavy handed. Well, it was like it wasn't even like that shit. It, he the character stuff was the stuff that made him. Th- think that it was bullshit because whatever they do with dr manhattan i knew that they like make him whoever the main chick is regina king uh they fucking i think it ends up being that like dr manhattan is like her fucking husband so it's not even like the same dr manhattan it's like some weird other dude and it but he finished it and my coworker or the guy that i used to um work with at myrtle beach who like 
I used to watch movies with all the time. It's just like, it's fucking garbage. And I was like, all right, well, I'm definitely not fucking finishing that shit. Because yeah. if you think it's garbage, then I'm definitely going to think it's fucking oh, garbage. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, let me hit on this. For Speaking of me ranting, let me hit, mm. hit on this for a second. All right. Um, Jamie Foxx is making a Mike Tyson biopic. I did not see this at all. I didn't know until I saw this article, but he's apparently it's been in the works for a hot minute. Huh. Jamie, Jamie Foxx has been teasing some stuff here and there. Talking about how he has to get bulk up for it, get his nutrition right, you know. I mean, he better fucking bulk up. Yeah, like Mike Tyson. It's gonna be a you know dramatic movie, all those kind of shit. Now, here's my infinite problem with this. Are they really gonna bite somebody's ear off? I don't even give a shit about that. Mike Tyson's a convicted rapist who served time in jail for rape in like '92. Oh, I didn't know that. I really so, don't know that much about Tyson. Obviously, the one of the greatest fighters of all time. I understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, we have completely forgot that he raped somebody and got convicted. Apparently, Discovery Channel did because he's fucking headlining Shark Week yeah. this year. So. And it's not even like we like it was accused. No, he was convicted of it and went to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just forget and forgive. Um, mm. There are certain things, I think, like I'll watch a movie about hitler right mm-hmm. because there's no way you're going to redeem and he's never been redeemed in life right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i can watch a movie about like custer or someone who's like done evil shit mm-hmm. because ultimately we understand that in the halls of history they're not they were never redeemed in their lifetime and mm-hmm. if they were i probably won't watch the movie yeah but even like American Sniper, right? Mm-hmm. Where that's two different political ideologies. You're going to look at American Sniper and get two different things from that movie, mm-hmm. right? And But that's your choice to look at that. But there was no criminal act or in the sense of like rape. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a big problem with the idea that Hollywood, we can just forget and bring them, bring people back to stardom. That's like just... Hollywood's whole thing, because they fucking high hope. I mean, the fucking Me Too movement was like a huge fucking thing, and then you've got the. I mean, that's like Hollywood's whole thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, when it's convenient for them, they fucking forget that yeah. people did or said any and of the things that they did or said. I will watch the movie if I hear reviews that say. He did he that show he did this the stuff, went mm-hmm. to jail or but I know it's not going to, I know it's yeah. going to go like he went to jail he's a victim, he came out of jail he got his life around and then was in some movies, even though I'm pretty sure there's YouTube footage of him on Oprah saying yeah he punched his wife, so like it's it's stuff like that where, ultimately yeah. my taste decision is Honestly, to not watch it for me. I feel like it's probably not even going to go that far. Because, I mean, when did he go to jail? It was, like, after his boxing career, 92. He was still boxing. He was, was like, in the middle of his boxing career. He was? Oh, okay. I think he became champ in, like, 89 or something. Because I feel like the way that they would do it was that they would just, like, not even answer that at all. They would just, like, stop the movie before, like, that even becomes, like, a thing. And, look, and it's tough, man, because he's such a great boxer. Mm -hmm. And as a champion, you want to, like... 
idolize your heroes and like legendary people, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I have a line in the sand. Like if he was accused of rape, like would I watch an R. Kelly movie? I don't. Probably not. You know, like there's accusals, but there's also a lot of shit he's done. Yeah. You know, like, but I don't know. Think, give me like a white guy, so I can make it even. Give me a white guy who's a Harvey uh, Weinstein movie. Like, a Harvey Weinstein. What movie. I I'm not I'm trying to compare mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein to Mike Tyson in terms of criminal activity, but in terms of like they both had sexual assault stuff against them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch the movie because there's no way that that person can be redeemed. But we did redeem Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Now we we put him in the Hangover and was like, yeah, he's the champ. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe. But in a world where we cannot forgive people for things that they tweeted ten years ago, but from we know words or emails they sent to girls, but words, but allegedly the actual act of sexual assault from 92 we can just completely brush under the rug because the person had big arms and punched someone in the face really hard yeah we it, never talked about that have we on what? this show what have we talked about chris no we haven't i don't know if i want to oh <laughs> i don't even I know what happened i don't even understand he i don't even know what what happened he just talked to some girls on instagram and they were too young or something yeah that's the that's the a c- accusation which I don't believe because <sighs> the way first of all I hate anything that starts on Twitter it automatically makes me su- uber suspicious because Twitter is a fucking cesspool of people who are just like trying to fucking get clout and yeah. I fucking hate everybody that's on it so that automatically makes me suspicious of it um, but the accusation was that he was basically talking to girls and DM and girls and emailing girls that were like underage. Mm. And the accusation is that he was grooming them, which is like, I don't know. I don't believe that. I've also seen stuff where he's sent emails back and he figures out that the girls are under 18 and he's like, peace. But, right. But I don't know. It's the problem is that once these accusations are against you, unless you have like actual hard evidence, it's hard to tell what's real and what's fabricated. Yeah. And so now it's like it's in this weird world where, because I don't even think he's done a podcast since that shit came out, which is well, you unfortunate. Know, and it's it ultimately becomes the fact that you can't you get you fly too close to the sun, man. If you're a white guy. Yeah, that's true. Don't get too famous when you're a white guy because you're you're gonna get destroyed pretty easily, you know. Because yeah, he's done a podcast since that shit came out, and it's been like a month and a half now. So because you know Jamie Fox, not Jamie Fox, but even Jamie Fox was accused of sexual assault too, I believe. But um. Yeah. You know, Nick Cannon has one job of his two jobs still. Yeah. Dwayne Wade tweeted about supporting him, then deleted the tweet and was like, oh, I didn't, no, I didn't mean that. Yeah. But, you know, you, a football player from the Eagles tweeted out some, hit, literally tweeted out a quote from Hitler. Well, it was like fucking Nick Cannon did the shit where he was like fucking saying that like could Jews control the world and shit yeah. like that. And Vox is, Fox is like, yeah, we'll still give you your job. Right. And they CBS fired him, but the Vox is yeah. like, eh, he apologized. He's like, he fucking said that, like, the most anti-Semitic look, shit look, I've ever fucking heard, dude. And look, if we're going – look, here's the thing. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you say. This is America. Say what you want to say. It's fine. Believe yeah. what you want to believe. 
But if we're going to play by one set of rules, it has to apply to everybody. Got to. But that's at le- the problem. At least that in that space. Apply to everybody. Yeah, at least in the space of entertainment business. I mean, I don't know other things, but if we're going to get mad at one person for this and not this for this person, then, then we can start, you know. Yeah. We got to start having conversations. Yeah. It's the problem, man. It's just everybody's splitting hairs because nobody cares as long as it's saying. As long as those people say, say things that you agree with, nobody cares. Exactly. So. It's all self-affirmation. Uh, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson has a new movie coming out at some point. Uh, and it's moving, it's moving between studios. It's moving from Focus to MGM. But I don't even care about that because the movie is supposed to be a 1970s coming-of-age movie about an actor in high school in California. And I didn't know that he was making a movie, let alone this movie, and I'm really excited for it. That's the only, That's all. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. It sounds like a fucking rad, I, I didn't rad even, thing for a movie. The last two PTA movies, I didn't watch the last one, and the one before that I didn't care about. I the last one like was Phantom Phoenix, Thread. Phantom what? Thread. That was PTA? That, yeah, that was uh, Daniel DeLuce's final movie. Yeah. Um, that was Phantom Thread. So then before that was the Joaquin Phoenix one. Yeah, Inherent Vice. Yeah. I didn't really care for that. And then before that, it was There Will Be Blood, I'm pretty sure. No, it was The Master. It was The Master. I was going to say, I was I was like, I feel like the There Will Be Blood was older than that. And even The Master I didn't like either. So really... I haven't watched that, yeah. At this point, PTA's filmography is about half and half with me. Like, I love Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, I'm pre- Punch Drunk Love, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, that's him. It's fine. Um, what did he do after that? Uh, oh, he did Magnolia. Man. Right? That was yeah, whatever. That was whatever. Pretty much, I just like Boogie Nights. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, let me go to his filmography real quick, just to make sure I'm right. Paul Thomas Anderson. There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread, Magnolia, The Master, Boogie Nights, Inherent Vice, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, Magnolia was first, and then it was Punch Drunk Love. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, I think it's a cool cool idea. It sounds very much like Dazed and Confused. Eh. Yeah. That's fine. What um, is next, Zach? Let's see. Uh, Far Cry 6. Uh... Announced with a trailer. Um, you got the Breaking Bad guy, which I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but I think <laughs> he's from. He was in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I liked him in there. That's cool. He was in the Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. Yeah, he uh, he is like the the uh, Imperial general that shows up at the in episode seven and eight. That basically is like. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. They set him up as the big bad for season two. He's the one that comes out with the. Um, he has the. Black lightsaber. Oh, he has the black lightsaber or whatever that was introduced in like the Clone Wars or whatever. Like he has it. Like the dark so. sword or whatever. Dark sword, dark saber or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. He has it. He cuts out of, he cuts himself out of a tie fighter with it, and it's like, all right, that's the big bad for season two. Um, hmm. So that's cool. I don't know. I've never been a big huge. Have you played a lot of Far Cry games? I've never been a huge. No, not at all. I played three, and it was fine, but it had. It was like Assassin's Creed, but worse because it was like it's so based around like crafting and all that other shit, and I fucking hate all that garbage. I pretty much I played four for a little bit, but then I just didn't care enough. Yeah, I played three, and I just 
I played three for a little bit. I didn't care. I played Blood Dragon, and I fucking love that shit. Yeah, um, I never played it. Blood Dragon is fun because it's not about crafting. It's just you being a fucking 80s action star and just fucking shooting up a place, which is nice. Man, I think uh, that five. I thought five had a cool concept, but I just just never picked it up. Conscious was interesting, but yeah, I never played it. And then there was like the pseudo sequel that I was like half DLC, I think that was like five, but like. 30 years in the future or some shit like that. Yeah. It's like, another, it's like a post-apocalypse Far Cry. I don't know. I just never picked it up. I mean, the concept was interesting, but yeah, I just never never actually bit the bolt to play it because I just hadn't... I'd had such a sour taste in my mouth from Far Cry 3 of just like running around and crafting and like not having any fun doing that. That mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. I haven't picked anyone up since then. But also, it's, uh, it's I mean, the, the concepts problem. are interesting. It has the same problem that Assassin's Creed has, where every game is literally the same. And yeah. It just repeats so much. Yeah, I mean, every game's the same. The only thing that's different is where it takes place, which is the Assassin's Creed thing. Is Every Assassin's Creed game is on a fundamental level the same game. It's just whatever time era. But, um, I mean, yeah, the I thing that... I mean, Far Cry is just... It's basically the same thing for me as uh, fucking Just Cause, except it's not third person. Yeah. And not as fun, because it's not as much based around, like, wacky grappling hook physics bullshit um so but um but yeah i mean it looks i mean the trailer looks cool it's fine i mean cj trailers usually look fucking cool um i mean i like this concept of us i mean it's been going on for a while now but the concept of just like sticking a big name actor that or niche actor that everybody loves and like that's going to be the solving point of your fucking game right right Saw that with like 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 until dawn and shit too. Yeah, like all those. It was games. like that fucking Call of Duty whatever one that had mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I feel like that was the first big one where it was like we're gonna have a big actor and he's gonna be the push that's gonna make people buy the game, even though people don't fucking buy Call of Duty to play the fucking stories. So seriously, you're not joking. Um, I Man, play it, but I don't buy it. To play it. I think. To wrap up news, we can talk about the Green Knight RPG. That looks dope. So the Green Knight movie coming out, A24, Arthurian tale about... Uh, I'm pretty Green... sure we talked about the trailer. We did. Uh, um, this is It looks dope. The A24 is releasing an RPG, a uh, tabletop RPG, essentially, for the game. And they've made a really great looking, like retro-ass trailer. It looks like fucking retro fucking D&D. I mean, at least the box they show in the trailer looks like fucking... It looks well, like the, a fucking I mean, D&D. The trailer but... itself looks... It's so retro. They have the aspect ratio, the clothes, the, the, the fucking... Uh, the grain. It, it looks... It's a really good trailer. I don't know if it's worth buying. Mm. But the idea is cool. I mean... If... I would have to know more about the rule set of the RPG. To know whether or not it'd be worth buying or not, but I mean, for thirty-five bucks, it's not bad. Yeah, and I mean, it's book, a terrible. The art book looks really cool, and you know, mm-hmm. I feel like um, I'm trying to see if it has, if it's using a game system that I know, but it's not. I mean, it I mean, the cool. concept of it is awesome. I mean, you have pre-made character classes with all the sheets in yeah. there, so maybe it's not like that traditional tabletopy but i mean it's cool looking i mean the box looks cool yeah. I would, i'd buy it just to have it as an art piece um, yeah but other than that i think that's really everything i wanted to talk about 
Yeah, I think. I mean, I feel like that's uh, as far as the list is concerned. That's really all I wanted to talk about. I mean, there were some other smaller stories in there, but like, I don't know. Really, not that important. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a new movie coming out from Chris Evans and Chris Evans movie. The fact that Uncharted is somehow filming, even though that movie is in like a per- perpetual state of hell in the same lane as Akira. Um, that fucking. Um, Akira and um, was it the one James Wan was wanted to do Robotech? Oh yeah, Robotech. Yeah, yeah. just never happening. Yeah. Well, Somehow it's happening, but I don't believe it. But do, do you want to hit on this last our topic idea, or do you want to call it? What do you want to do? What was our topic idea? I don't remember now. It was that that. Oh thing about yeah, Madden or something. The two K. I don't know. It's not super important. I don't know. I feel like we've had a pretty full episode. Okay. Well, guys. I mean, the only big thing is that 2K is $6.99, and it's like, I don't know if everybody's going to do it, but, I mean, if they did, I mean, it, it would make sense. It's just the way AAA games are going. Yeah, eventually, games go up in price, but whatever. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Excellent. Thanks for watching. We'll see you back next week with more License to View. Stick with us. See ya. Sometimes.